0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Nature Biotechnology's First Rounders podcast, my name is Brady Huggett, and I'm the, I'm the host. Who's the guest? Today's guest is Daniel Cohen. So who's Daniel? Daniel is the CEO and chairman of Farnext, and he was also a leader in the industrialization of genomic sequencing. I think that's, that's probably the best way to describe it. He was a co-founder at Millennium Pharmaceuticals. He was a co-founder at Ceph. He's a former chief scientific officer at Genset, which is a European flagship biotech company, uh, genomics-based drug development. Um, We talked about all that in this conversation. We also discussed Daniel's love for music. I I think he would consider that still his first and maybe true love. Um, We talked about his outlook on, on life and that when you're seeking answers, you must always put an and after what you feel is the answer. I mean, that's the way you keep your mind curious and you keep seeking the truth. Great conversation. Passionate guy. I loved having him in the studio. So here it is, your First Rounders podcast with Daniel Cohen. Listen up. on the mic as we can. Okay. So you don't have to, but if you want to get it up close to you and just sort of talk naturally, let's see. That should be pretty good. I that's pretty good. I mean, we could probably start at the beginning, right? I knew you were born in Tunisia,
1: right? That's right. So how did that happen? By, with my father and my mother. Uh-huh. They married together, and I was born there. And I must say that this is something that's important to me because this is probably where I got this taste for things that are not complicated but complex, let I me mean make the difference between complicated and complex. Uh, it was complex because it is, uh, the society was uh, uh, very heterogeneous: Jewish, Christian, uh, Muslim, living all, living all together in uh-huh. a very, very uh, elegant and, and and pacific way, and with a lot of understanding. But I understood to see things with different angles. I look at polymorphism. Yeah, from the beginning, right? Like this, and multicultural. That has been a lot of uh, uh, a lot influential my my way of thinking today.
0: But so, did you were born there? Did you grow up? I was
1: born there, and uh, I I I I switched to French when I was nine. Oh, okay. And then I studied there in France.
0: So nine years. Did your family move to? Yes, the whole family moved. Okay, and and can you tell me um, this? You you mentioned your parents. They met there in Tunisia. Yes, they were born there. They both were. yeah. Yeah. And then, still their whole family. So the whole family, side. because
1: there was some uh, some s- sort of war there. So we are migrants, uh-huh. <laughs> and we migrate uh, be just before the, the problem started, the political issue started, and we migrate in Marseille. And then I spent there, I study, I start to study uh, <clears throat> primary school, then uh, music at the same time, and then we switch to to Paris when I was 15, continuing both music and... Uh,
0: Just you or your family moved to Paris? Yeah, uh, uh,
1: me, me and my, my, my whole family. Right? Oh, to Paris, right. Yes, to
0: Paris. So, yeah, I, I know, uh, I saw that you um, had, and I think probably still do have, a great affinity for music.
1: I am, uh, I consider myself more than a musician than a scientist, and it's probably an influence also on my way to conceive science. I am now a conductor of uh, symphonic orchestra or I mean, again, polymorphism, complexity, Put mixing sex together on cocktails belongs to my w- my way of life too.
0: Okay? So you conduct music now you're saying? Yeah. Alright we have to get to this. So w- when you started school <laughs> yeah. um, w- were your interests first for music or did it happen at the same time? Uh, yes.
1: It, exa- when I was six maybe five I was interested in music and I grew up with uh, very little means. We, we were rather poor in Tunisia no piano I was fascinated by piano and when you get in France I could get the piano and then I started to study piano, solfege, composition, harmony, and so on. And then I wanted to be a professional pianist first, uh, before 18, so I was professional for one or two years. You were? Yeah, sort of, okay.
0: What does that mean, though?
1: I mean, I played public concert. And get a little bit of money. Right, so that <laughs> makes you <laughs> professional, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. little bit, uh, just to start. And uh, suddenly I realized that um, uh, I started too, la- too late. I started really 11 years old, just when I got the piano. It's uh, I, realized, I For me, it was, it was too late, so I said, okay, better. I continue music all my life, and I studied uh, to, to study medicine. I choose to, to, to study medicine, because I believe that when studying medicine, I will have time to continue music. And it was a big mistake, because when you start medicine... You're in it, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was doing less music, but I studied... Uh, uh, I was intern, so I studied both uh, medicine. Then I, I was uh, highly attracted by science. And uh, basically because I didn't want to spend my life to to sign a death certificate, because what I, the way I look at medicine is that a lot of people die of it, no cure. So I said, okay, I can't stay like this. So I decided to move to to. Uh, <coughs> To science, actually, I met my boss.
0: Well, let, let me back you up. So you're saying, f- f- first yeah. off, back to the music. You said that um, you, you realize you started too late, mm-hmm. meaning that
1: you. I mean, technically, you know, it's like uh, like sport. If you you have to get muscles. Yeah. Okay? If you start too late, in my opinion, your you're... muscles are not uh, are not enough uh, developed for uh, to do to have a technique that allows you to to do what you want.
0: So you, you were started, you said around 11 you started the yes. music. So that, you should have started at five or something. My son,
1: I have a son that is uh, pure uh, genius. Is uh, my son. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm a Jewish father too. But, uh, uh-huh. So uh, he started at three. And now he's also 11, but he really wants to become professional. And he will do it because he has started Yeah. Uh, earlier. So that was the, the problem. But I kept the, the, the passion for music, as yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. So when I... I, I I studied medicine, I studied a little bit, not start. I didn't want to do that deeply. And after my internship, I realized that my muscle melted. (laughs) So I decided to go to conduct, to to learn how to conduct. And then I went back to conservatorium when I was 30 Uh to study conducting.
0: I see. So you sort of Uh, stopped. Practicing to be a pianist and yeah. then to conduct instead. Because it was easier technically. Uh, okay. okay. Although it
1: was a big mistake also because the technology does not come from your muscle but from your brain. You yeah. Know? Because the conductor is the most difficult uh, part of music. You have to learn everything, you have to play all the instruments, you have to understand everything, the, the score. There. So now this is what I'm doing part time. And I can conduct... I've been conducting the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, yeah. In London? Yeah, so in London, right? Yep. Yeah, I loved it. and the many orchestra. You, you mean all the time? Or you're a no, guest conductor? No, Well, I'm guest conductor once yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. well, great. I am begging to... <laughs> to do more. And I play, you know, I'm, I'm just a poor geneticist. Please allow me... To <laughs> <laughs> just allow me to to conduct. And once, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so, I'm um, sorry. So then you, you switched to medicine, and, and yeah. you said... Um, this was to be a, a physician. Uh, Absolutely, I,
1: want, I wanted to be a physician because it has it to me that it was attractive because I could be like Sherlock Holmes, uh, Sherlock Holmes, trying to, to solve an enigma. Solve an enigma, Diagnose. yeah. Diagnose, yeah. Yep. And then I I, I I did my internship. I saw patients and I realized that you can solve an enigma but no solution, especially in neurology. I was interested. Uh, it's like botany. You look at patients, measure of this, 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 but i have nothing to propose to them. But It was really hard. So I switched to research and I was lucky that at uh, the second floor <coughs> of my building <coughs> when I had uh, the clinics uh, the second floor was Jean Dossier. Oh, that's how you met him. Yeah. I, I wondered, yeah. okay. yeah, Very simple. Uh, second floor and uh, we met and in the, in the first few seconds we, we we fall in love together, to be frank. I, he was 70, I was 35. Half. And, you know, this guy told me, "Ah, uh, oh, you're intern. Oh, he, he likes intern people. Yeah. You're intern. Come here, you, you will enjoy So we started to work. At that time, it was 78, something like that. Uh-huh. And there was, uh, there was no DNA, was really almost no, nothing. And he was working on a very interesting concept. You know, he discovered HLA, that is yep, yeah. histocompatibility uh, things. He got the Nobel Prize for that two years later. Right, in 80 or something, right? Yeah. Yes. And he, we were uh, looking at association, genetic association between HLA and disease. This single locus, a few megabase has alice associated with many different diseases. So it was really interesting at the time. And when I, I, I joined him, we decided to go into the DNA of HLA. It was the real beginning of things. And uh, I was trained, therefore, in immunology because of HLA, in genetics because of the background of HLA is pure genetics, uh-huh. really hard genetics, true genetics, I would say. And at the same time, in, in, in tried to integrate new technology of DNA. So I was close, close to Southern, the guy that described the Southern blood. Right, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. blah. Yeah. So we, we did the first polymorphism, on the first SNPs, if you want, yeah, already uh, with restriction enzyme, uh, reflux at that time. Um, on HLA, published it. So it has been very interesting. And at that time, Jean Dossier, when he got the Nobel Prize, received a legacy of something like ten million dollars, and he told me, "What do we do with this? Do so we put it in the? Yeah,
0: you're in his lab. Yeah, right. So you you your MD is finished. You're doing a PhD, postdoc, yeah. postdoc in his lab. In his lab, okay. Because he was the floor above you, yeah. invited you up, and you yeah. said, "I'm working for his lab." Okay, and then he gets a Nobel Prize.
1: Again, with the Nobel Prize, you get the legacy of a the woman, million. ten million. Yeah. So what do we do with this? Right. And I say, whether we, we place it and have uh, live with the interest or something else. What do you think? I say, better we burn it. <laughs> we burn it, spend, put the whole thing on one thing. Uh-huh. The early being, let's put that on a genome story. And we'll burn it. If it works, we get even more money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is what he did. T- he gave me the money. Take it. He was still with me every day. So he decided to recreate. Big lab in his office because we have no, no space. So he gave me his office, maybe 50 square meters, we made a lab to start a genome. This <laughs> is
0: this is Seth, right? This yes, is the Center yes, for yes, Human yes, Polymorphism? Yes, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. And we shared an office of uh, 10 square meters together. One years. desk? Yeah, one desk. Yeah. When you receive someone, I get out, and vice versa. And then, like this, the self story started. We proposed the concept. We meet with Ray White, blah blah blah. And little by little, we became convinced that we should uh, uh, solve a technical problem: is that if we say if we go to map the genome or to sequence the genome by hand, it will never work. So yeah. I was very lucky to meet uh, with François Mitterrand at that time, he was the president of France. That opened me many doors to get financing. You see? How did you meet him? I met him because uh, <sighs> I needed money. I needed more money. Yeah. Okay. The
0: 10000000 million wasn't enough to it run this enough. company, okay.
1: right? And, and, and I wrote to him, not to him, I, I said, I need to meet Mitterrand because this guy will help me.
0: The president of France. He yeah. just thought he's yeah. going to help
1: yeah. me. Yeah. And only, there is a guy in there you should talk with, Jacques Attali. Very famous now. He was the advisor. the tell, and I wrote to him. Uh, I am working on this story, John. I need some help. So, okay, make me a note. I made it not one page. Okay, what was can you see what, me? What was the note? And I not say okay. There is a, uh, a possible a possibility for us uh, to create a specialized lab that will be big lab uh, to automate the, op- op- the, the, the to automate the biological experiments uh-huh. to make it automatic instead by hand that will create a genome and explain what the genome is uh, and that will, can make a lot of things in medicine and science, blah, blah,
0: blah. But so did he, he must have thought, um, I mean he's the president of France right, so he must yeah. have thought this is going to help the country overall, yeah, this happens then, in uh, France.
1: <laughs> Absolutely he, he, he was first fascinated by the idea so he told me, okay come and explain to me so I went there we had no PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> with Transparent, Transparent, I don't know if I remember that. You don't remember that. No, no. Oh, oh hey, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. With Transparent, I prepared explaining the genome, the, the difference between mouse, monkeys. It was fascinating that we share the same thing with with, uh, with monkeys, actually, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I said, this is great, I love it, blah, blah, blah. And it was just before his second election, so for his second election, he, he wrote a letter that was published in the journal Le Monde uh, where he called the, the uh, Speech to the French, Speech to the French, where he spoke, well, I will do this, this, yeah. this, and one of the chapters was on the human genome, saying it's more important than to go to the moon. And since that period, he helped me financially, not him, but opened me many doors, and I get a lot of finance financing, more, and, even more.
0: And he was elected. You're also. He saying. was elected. Yeah.
1: He okay. came. We make a new lab. He came. I inaugurate the lab, and then second miracle after him, I met another guy, a great person, Bernard Barato uh, had the son that died from muscular dystrophy uh-huh. Duchenne. Yeah, and this guy was a genius too, absolute genius, and he said, you know, we are doing things manually when we could. Now, automatize everything. I never found anyone that is interested by just automation. He was engineer by background, so I, I show him. He was, text. he was an yes. engineer, yeah. Okay. How much do you need to make this map? I said one hundred million. Take the check. Make the story short, and I got it. And you have a bigger lab called Geneton, Four months later, I see. Okay. Quite installed with a lot of robots I've created, blah blah blah, and with this we made the first map of the human genome, me and other colleagues uh, that I invited. So it was a fascinating period.
0: So that, but this, this lab was, was basically funded by one, by one person, sort of. I mean, he... Not him.
1: This association, excuse me, I, I was not clear. He was the chairman of the French Muscular Dystrophy Association. Ah, okay. And the lab we created, came, the, the idea came from him, Geneton. Geneton. Yeah like my teleton. Uh-huh. <laughs> because the money they get was coming from t- French Teleton. And the French Teleton was doing is still doing about one hundred million dollars a year. So it could be pa- part of that for, and for many years we have been financed in this new facility. That was a huge facility. I can tell you it was many hundreds of square meters, a thousand square meters with a lot of robots. It was really modern. We introduced, for example, stupid things like barcodes. On tubes, it was never done before. Can you imagine at that time? No, what on tubes? The... Uh, yeah, it's very simple. Now it's obvious, but yeah, when you have to manipulate many tubes, yeah, you, not to not to mix up, you have to put barcodes. Uh, oh, barcodes. Yeah. At that time, it was everything was extremely new. Right? so it does, and I, I did. I remember a video of whole robots assembled in one single room, and I showed that to Jim Watson in the. Uh, in Colfin and other colleagues, and they uh-huh. were really under shock, I would say. Me too, actually, <laughs> to be frank. And we became famous, not because of the map first, we were becoming because of the facility. Because, wow, this guy thinks big.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unusual Yeah,
1: to see that out front from front. And they all came. Who? Bill at the time, Craig Ventura, Eric Lander was my pupil there. I came to spend many, many months, if I remember well. Uh, Mark Levin.
0: All right, so so they they came to your lab to basically see how you're, to see, how you're doing uh, these
1: magic things. Yeah, uh, we do large scale biology at that time. It was brand new. I think
0: I'm, I'm trying to remember. So yeah. you, you you guys, Janaton said that you had the f- first physical map. Yeah, in 1993, yes. I think, right? Yeah. And you're saying like Ventor came and visited, Lander came and visited, all of them, and then you know Venter uh, Collins, home.
1: Francis, Francis Collins, right? Uh, Jim right. Watson came. Make a show the TV. Yep. To show. No, everyone came. But Venter went
0: back and automated his own research, right?
1: He, I'm sure he, he recognized it very well. It has been inspiring for the whole industry and all field, not only industry that if you wanted to make the genome, you have to put a lot of robot together. That, yep. That's been the first story. Um, th- it has been very stimulating, and all these companies, Insight and so on, were created from that. Uh, and for, uh, the, uh, the company of... Uh, Craig Venture, Cedera, and so yeah, on. That's yeah. been the replication. Yeah. And sometimes even in larger uh, format, but exactly the same principle, uh, worked great. And therefore, I think this was the premium for large-scale biology and big data also because when we produce the map, you uh, we cannot see the map on on paper, we have to put that on, on computers, only you can to interpret a lot of data with wrong things together like it is today. big data mm-hmm. yeah. all, It was not that big. Of data. Uh, and I remember that we have to share that on the internet. and when we announced the map, we had to explain to the people what the internet was.
0: And Nobody where was. to find it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to find and what the internet even the large public, I mean, not the specialist, not the scientists. So it was all story that was really fascinating at that time. So, uh, and frankly, very, very, very quickly, I get bored.
0: You did well. Hold on. So, yeah. explain to me. Um, you know the, the difference between the physical map. Yeah. You know, the, the physical map of the genome versus mm. the the, well, the sequence. Yeah, the sequencing. Right? The,
1: the, the physical map is very, very primitive. It's just a, a sort of skeleton of the of the of the genome. If you want to sequence the genome, you cannot sequence piece of too large. At that time, you could sequence only pieces of five hundred bases. Yeah.
0: At a so time, there yeah all over. at once at once
1: one by one. So the idea was to 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 chop the genome into smaller pieces. Uh, and in the, and have it in the same order, and then sub chop it in, uh, uh, in uh, even smaller until five hundred. So we started to chop the genome in pieces of one megabase or two, uh-huh. called YACs, yeast artificial chromosomes. And the story: it's good to to to, 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 um, uh, to cut the genome. It's like you, you put in, uh, scissors on a, on on the on complex. Uh, uh, mixture of of, of, of uh, wire. Uh-huh. If you cut random, you don't know how the pieces are all ordered. So, make the physical map was to reorder the pieces. That's all. I see. Okay. That's well, that's all. still still at that time it was a complicated new, thing, yeah. but not that complex. It was complicated. But okay. No, that's funny. And then we could also put polymorphic markers every whatever two, five megabases, that was a genetic map, uh-huh. useful to map uh, disease uh, genes. Uh, this was done with my colleague, Jean-Weiss uh, there, mm-hmm. in the same mood. And uh, these two sort of maps were the first backbone to make large-scale genetic uh, study, like finding disease genes, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then later on, other maps were produced, smaller chops instead of one megabase was only maybe 50 kb. That could be sequenced easily. This has okay. been the, ra- the repetition of the story, but at larger scale. That has been done by uh, Craig and, uh, and the government.
0: Yes, right. Both. Okay. That's, okay. So then, but th- that's 1993, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So you'd been you'd been at Seth uh, in the lab at the same time. Seth
1: so uh, That's yeah. only Seth Angeleton, It was just that. But I was hooked, and uh, that's uh, where my interest to biotech came. Mark Levin, the founder of Millennium. Yeah,
0: and Lander, right? They're both founders.
1: No, I was the first founder, I think, and Lander came later. Who? Eric. Oh, so you and you and Mark Levin first. Uh, no, you ma- me Mark Levin and uh, Raju Kushalapati. Ah, okay, okay. And then, but I say afterwards, so maybe a few days or a week later, right, right, right. right. came Jeff Friedman and uh, and Eric, and we formed a team to. Uh, to, from Millennium, with an idea that was, uh, gen- genome is important to find targets.
0: All right. So at that point, you're suddenly thinking about, about drugs, right? I mean,
1: absolutely, uh, exactly, exactly. We found, uh, Could we have, could we use our know-how in in, in, in genomics to speed up the discovery of relevant drug targets, and therefore develop drugs against this to improve medicine.
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong, but th- so then Lander comes to your, uh, sorry, Mark Levin and Lander both, I guess, come to your lab, and they think, all right, well, if we want to mine the genome for drugs, then we need this automated process, and we want you on board to help us build this company. Yes. Yeah? Okay. That's exactly yeah. that.
1: And yeah. so did you move to the U.S.? No, I was one day one day a week in Boston. One Paris. day a week?
0: Yeah. You'd fly in? Uh, i fly
1: to guys to Boston every week, something like this, for a year or two. And this is where I learned what is biotech, how you deal with investors, how you deal with farmers, blah, blah, blah. And I was really intrigued and interested because, in a way, uh, it becomes very practical. You have to deliver. You have to
0: deliver. You have to deliver for patients. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deliver
1: for patients. My background is a doctor. So um, I was really interested. But also, at the same time, I was really bored by the genome, the genome story, because it was really like monkey to repeat the same thing yeah. for years. I will not do that for all my life, certainly so not more than what I've done already, three, four years. And frankly, I was more interested to anticipate what we will do with the genetic information, the genomic information, when it will be available, yeah. than to generate it, because it was of, too exciting to me so this is what I do. in 96 I stopped I quit I quit okay so there's
0: no more basic I mining the genome I mean, the,
1: first of all they were more interested in gene therapy than in something else so I, I was not convinced it was the right approach and I joined another company in France called Genset now, I remember Genset
0: yeah. Yeah, the was, was was European was, flagship basically yeah, yeah
1: where we continue to develop the same then I, I, this is what I wanted to do, to continue to anticipate what we'll do with generic information to improve uh, uh, ther- therapeutic. Uh, probably not g- gene therapy and not cell therapy. I was more interested in drugs.
0: Let me stop. Uh, so, yeah. so you leave... G- Genetone is actually the lab of Ceph, of, um, right? Is there, uh, they they're 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 laying, are paired. They're paired, paired together, yeah. right. So you, you leave that... Do you leave Jean Dosset? Absolutely. Okay. How did that go? He'd been your mentor.
1: It has been a sad period because he, he, he didn't want me to leave, to go to industry.
0: Yeah, it was. Really he didn't believe in industry, or he, you know,
1: he say it was a sort of uh, left guy, you know, money is stuffy, you know, uh, and he did not, uh, he, he never understood it until his death. That was.
0: So he, when you went to him and said, and "I he want," say, to... say, "You,
1: you, you. This is uh, you are traitor to our." That's that okay, but I knew from what this come. He was a not bad guy. Okay. Just I mean, was culture, he angry with you though? He was angry with me. Yeah, uh, he was. He he, he was angry until uh, his death actually. We yeah. we we'll disc- we'll talk very very little uh, since, because uh, you know this is his culture. I, I, yeah. I do respect. And um, he was a sort of you know, a romantic guy. Around, uh, money is dirty, or industry yeah. is dirty. Okay, but that's fine. So I, I quit, and I quit academia. I resigned from my... I was a professor of, uh, of genetics uh, there in France. I resigned because I did not also appreciate too much the, the non-freedom you have in academia, to be frank. Because you have to obey to the common ideas. Yeah. Anything you do has to be agreed by a committee, and you have to... Have majority. Anything that is new it's difficult to get. This is why I've been lucky with Dossé and then Barato, mm-hmm. because I had no committee. I decided, they decided, we go, we went. That's no good. peer review. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: A lesson to keep, okay? Yeah. When you want to do something really new, and I can tell you the criticism at that time was terrible. What? We want to do this stupid thing. There is no science beyond that. This is what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But see, we need it. We need it if we want to make new hypotheses. We need that, okay? but without this freedom, these things will have never happen. And I think the genome story will be still ongoing at, at this, uh, because of that. So, I, and, and when I, I started to propose my new ideas on how to use genetics uh, in, in uh, to improve medicine, it was rejected by the, the community. Also, the same story. Uh, I wanted to make the SNP map, therefore, World genome association yep. study. Okay, that I did. I could not do it, so I, w- I quit. And I went to Gen Set to do that. So we put the patent. The patent was granted on a, uh, GWAS, okay? Gen- Genome Wide Association Study. And I started to make the first GWAS at that time, tinkering. Uh-huh. I don't think, uh, dealing with a few metrics that was starting to, to... Oh, right, yeah. I'm okay. very close to Steve Futter. Uh, and then we did the first, more or less, uh, map. And... As usual, I didn't. At that time, I really wanted to be silent and not. I was, fa- I was for many reasons uh, uncomfortable with hype on, on media, like I did before. it yeah. was too much. Oh, what, do you, what do you mean? Uh... You know, when you are exposed like this into media, okay, you get sort of addicted, and you, what you say is, is not really what you think, and sometimes you over. Uh, Anticipate things, but
0: you, you said like you did before. You mean with the
1: during the, 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 during during the the period? Yeah. because I was exposed to media because the money came from the telethon, so I have to report to media. Right, right. So it, it was a little painful to me. So I said, okay, let's work. No hype, silence, and do things. So we did the GWAS. I even did not publish it. Just it. Did. <laughs> you,
0: you didn't publish it. At Never. All? Right.
1: It was but It was granted. So it means it was the first thing. But. Right. I was not interested in this. I was I was not interested in communicating, frankly, just with the investors because I had to. So I did a lot of things that were uh, not published. But I, I, I make the first scan, and I find out one thing that is very important is uh, when you have many SNPs, millions, hundreds thousands, you have the so- so-called multiple testing story. What is this? If you test one million test, 5% by chance would be positive at 5% p-value. Uh-huh. It's called multiple tests, very well known. So we we knew from dossier time, from HLA, that the correction is called Bonferroni, it's a correction. You divide the p-value 5% by the number of tests, and I did that, and I realized that you, you miss 90%, you take the very top association, and you miss the middle one that are probably as important. So I say okay... This correction will, ne- we, we, we will create a problem. So we have to think how to find all associated genes, not the ones that are the best associated. That was the, my first experience because I did it the first. But nobody knows that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Never published it. So the idea came later. How?
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What
1: do we do to to escape to this uh, multiple uh, test uh, issue? And blah, 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 I made the story short and... At the same time, I was, in Jen said, discussing with a lot of companies, like in Millennium, and I saw during the last, these 15 years, the pipeline of companies declined. Less and less and less new drug approved. Right. The only ones that were approved were, were MeToo's, yeah. yeah. and I said, guys, we have done this genomic story to change medicine, then the reverse, we have less drugs than before. What is the issue?
0: That's a great question. Let's, let's talk about that, right?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: so the, there's two, so you're, you're part of two companies, Millennium yeah. and yeah. Genset, yeah. who yeah. both were founded on genomics with yeah. the idea that this discovering, you know, by, by mining the human yeah. genome, as, yeah. as they say, you would find new drug global targets, yeah. we'd eventually get drugs out of it. Millennium did get a drug approved. You know, they got yeah. Velcade approved. Um,
1: Uh, It was not done at Millennium. It wasn't theirs, right? uh, They bought that in. It came
0: from leukocyte proscript, I think, before that. Genset did not get a drug approved either.
1: None of the, all these companies. Right, uh, so us. <laughs> what's the problem? What do you mean? When you say they have not found, they developed drugs, but they didn't work.
0: Exactly. Right. That's different.
1: Right. Okay, so now let's ask the question, why?
0: Right, so then we have these companies that were yeah. doing things like, here's the gene that is associated with disease X. We're yeah. going to fix that gene and fix the, the yeah. disease, and that is not the case, right? Because the biology behind it is because only complex. Because it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough, right. It's not enough.
1: So we say, okay, guys, let's put two, three, three targets, not that's the idea and then I read again just what is known tuberculosis was was uh, fight by combination of drugs AIDS hypertension cancer everything successful the only thing that was successful was combination okay. and highly successful and the most successful was tri therapy of of uh, for AIDS HIV right Yeah miracle yep. that in 10 years or so we cured disease that was a devastating right. issue okay So I combine all of this okay it makes sense to combine drugs and the point it, it, it we fail because we just to use monotherapy so we say monotherapy has reached its limits. Why it could work we already have done it what is uh, uh, to remain to be uh, treated uh, should be done by polytherapy first idea second idea. Is never believe in the miracle. The main problem of our field, because we talk we talk with media or we talk, I was exposed to this, yeah. or we talk with uh, investors, is the miracle thing. The first mistake, the, the magic bullet, the single drug yeah. that will that will cure. That means you give a drug to an Alzheimer and the day after is yes, is back to normal and uh, or, or the or the handicapped guy we walk. It has never happened. Very few exceptions, like vaccine. Or right. right. It has, does not happen. And if you look at in cancer, I was involved also in um, leukemia in, in in children. When I started, at that time, ninety five percent of the kids uh, die. Now the reverse. Ninety five percent of these kids survive. Yeah. Have you seen any miracle? Have you heard any? Any news? Yeah, we change. This has happened every year, one percent better. And you say that this is to conclude the, the vision that came with my team. We should combine uh, drugs, but don't expect miracle. we will see it will be better than single drugs, but the increment will be minimal. And then we will improve this cocktail, like we did in cancer. Right. That's what. Yeah. So okay. that the uh, So then we say, okay. If we suppose that we go, we know how to make inventory of of of, um, of targets because we need to. Have but if I have to design, if I take an unmet need, a disease without any ongoing drugs, like it was for AIDS, AIDS we have already secret drugs acting. We just have to combine these drugs together. It was easy in a way. Here I take a disease like Alzheimer's or Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease, a neurological disease, no drug. So what I will mix? I will mix new drugs. I will design. That could do that, but take times. And then uh, when you combine drugs, the trend is rather dangerous because you can have interaction. Uh-huh. So mixing new drugs is a big risk.
0: This sounds like far next. Yes. Yeah, that's where we're going. Okay, keep going. Keep going. So wait. We're getting, you're yeah. still. This you, you, When you're the, thinking along these lines, it's not a gen set, or it is a gen it set? was so. a gen set.
1: No it was a, yeah it was as said, but we were not ready to, to do that, and actually at that time we were also acquired by Serrano. Oh
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Okay. Uh, it was not clear if, to use combination at that time was a nightmare in their mind. i p will never work many reasons. FDA will never like it blah 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 okay people were opposed to that.
0: So, But sorry, you, yeah. Genset's acquired by Serono, and, yeah. then, and then you're working in Serono at Genset. Yes,
1: I, yeah. I was working at GenSet in, within Serono, and this is where I learned even more about wh- how a big company works, what is a drug developed, but I learned a lot. And
0: you're still going once a week to. No, millennium. at that time, no, I I, no,
1: I quit Millennium uh, maybe two years after the start. Oh,
0: okay. And to join
1: Genset full time. I
0: see, okay, I didn't know that. All Good right.
1: Point. Sorry, I, 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 I was in France full-time. <clears throat> and then the idea of mixing all drugs... Uh, uh, sorry, no. at that time, we said, okay, we, we should reuse drugs. Instead of take uh, new drugs, to make new drugs, let's use the existing drugs. And this was very important, also coming from our background on, on genome. The most important property in, in nature is pleiotropy what's pleiotropy, any molecule can be involved in many different functions, and sometimes the relationship between these functions is not that obvious. Pleiotropy. Mm -hmm. And why there is pleiotropy? This is a very simple, minded uh, idea from nature. nature You remember when we discovered there are only Twenty thousand genes. It was a surprise. Yeah. Wow! Only twenty when you thought, and not Even in the southern, not big. Yep. Because we have billions of functions. How the nature did? Each time that a new function appeared the evolution, it has not added new proteins. Not no. It just has make new assembly, uh-huh. new sets. You see the reason. I do. Right, yeah. the, yep. New sets. Okay. A new set of all things. Take all genes or <laughs> whatever, uh, all proteins, and you put them together in a new uh-huh. environment, and suddenly so a new function And This was 2007.
0: This is what, this is what you based yeah, Farnex yeah, yeah. on, yeah. 2007. Yeah.
1: We picked two unmet needs to start. charcot disease, that is a single gene defect, but frankly, this, the, the, the single gene defect is gene duplication doesn't mean that there are not other genes involved. The viability in between in patients with the same mutation is extremely large. I mean, many genes involved. So it's still multifactorial. Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So we took the N-Alzheimer because Alzheimer is Alzheimer's. <laughs> and we picked two, two models. Believe me that one could be simpler than the other, but it's not really true. We made this network for each, a year of work each. We predicted targets. We predicted drugs. And the idea, so how do we know that this network is well, true? First of all, we don't believe it is hundred percent true. It has a lot of probably some mistake. Mm-hmm. So say don't spend time to validate this network experimentally by doing this, uh, differential you lose your time. You want to see if the drug you predict are pertinent to the disease. Right. And make the story short. When we take the drug we predict from these networks and screen them one by one on many assays, not one, but many assays, Uh 50 to 75% of them are positive. If the network, that's enough for me. If the network was bad, I will not get this result, but I have 70, uh, let's say 50%. I mean, something like 25 to 30 drugs that I've been able to reposition is plenty.
0: Yeah. I took, you know, you have one in phase three now right and for now
1: CMT. Of these of these we make different combinations and one combination of three is now in phase three for CMT and one combination of two in phase, phase two for Alzheimer's and you just got the results it seems positive. So we continue but the idea is that so far so good. Yeah.
0: You're mining the genome, making the drugs. With mining the genome to
1: make drugs, but combination, low-dose, yeah. repurposed, and, and so on. I mean, a new type, the new profile of, of, of treatment. That, I will believe, uh, will not uh, change dramatically, as I told you. The, 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 it will not be a miracle drug, but it will be a better drug than what is, is previously. Yeah. And that will improve it with time. Will improve the dosage. Will add compounds. We we'll do two because we started with two, three, and then people say, "Are you crazy to mix three drugs?" Suddenly, last year, Rusty Katz from the FDA just retired from the neurological section. Say we should mix three, four, even more. He understood that just if you are too shy in mixing things, you never get it. Yeah, yeah. He said, "We know single drugs don't work. Why, why we continue?" That's the story of Rusty. So that's why. So little by little, we we. We get convinced of that, we got results, we are now more convinced that uh, the, 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 the trend, the, 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 the padding is good, and I'm purely convinced it's, you know, it's good, it will be successful, and uh, I think that it is important to understand that with time, each cocktail will improve, uh, and this is the way it could be in, in medicine today.
0: I wanted to ask you too, um, from your, from my research here, your book, "The Genes of Hope." Why did you write it? What 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 led you to write it? You
1: know, okay, this was also under pressure of the, the, media, the telephone, I have to report. I wanted to to show to the, because I correctly I made this map with the money of, uh, of the public. Yep, not public money, the money of of donors and some donors very poor. You uh-huh. should know that in Teleton I saw people not making more than $200 a month, giving $2. So it's, what So,
0: is, te- is Teleton?
1: Teleton is a, is a fundraising you do on TV. Right. For one night, overnight, you have people. Uh, you show, uh, uh, you explain the disease, you show, show patients, and people are... are
0: uh, so you did those, and people called in and donated.
1: Not me. French Muscular Yes,
0: he held a telethon for your company yeah. and raised money. Ah, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Not my company,
1: the, for, the for the maps. For the maps. For the maps. And therefore, I had to report, in a way, yes. what yeah. we have done, and st- tell the the story with like, to, to in, in, in order to thank them the, what, of, of their contribution. That was my only uh, uh, goal. But the, the book, frankly, was not very good. Wait,
0: wait! <laughs> it won. It, it was. It's been translated in seven languages, I saw, and it won the Grandmaster prize for yeah, medical okay, literature yeah, or something. Uh, is that not I, good? Yeah, look,
1: no, no. It, it was. I think it was not very. It was too complicated. Ah, okay. Uh, for me, maybe I wanted to read it, but, but I couldn't. I couldn't there, find it. Therefore, you can find there that we anticipate what is going on now. So we say that many things we anticipated. The Genome associ- Wide Association will come; will be important, and also sort of we predict that the, the society will not resist to the idea of transhumanism. I mean, to transform the body—that that the body is not totally uh, welcome today—but the opportunity will be, and people will dream having a, a new sort of human being: genes or automate to, to make. And this has—this is going on now. There's a certain chance of success. I don't see. You will see. But I'm not a fan of this, to be fair. It's a fan of what? Of transhumanism. Uh, we, we, I think you are not very ready. It's very expensive.
0: What, what, what are we talking, about? We're talking about? Do
1: you know what's transhumanism? Trans, ah, okay. It's the willingness to, to make uh, men assist, assist, assisted by, by technology.
0: Oh, oh, of course. I'm uh, sorry. Brain, uh,
1: b- uh, brain assisted by computer, <laughs> uh, mechanics, artificial art. Uh, you, you're not a fan of that, like
0: you, you're saying. I am someone, a plan, the plan. Yeah, if no, someone loses that's an arm, fine, no, fine, you mean fine. like getting a computer chip in your brain? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. The the point is, uh, I'm sure we need to evolve and to be m- much smarter than we are because we have to leave this planet, not because of of the, the climate because we will disappear in 3 billion years. Yeah. So that's, uh, at any moment, we have to leave. Yeah. And we are certainly not ready for that because there are many technical. Uh, yeah. So we have to do that just on a philosophical and I say it in this book, because of that, we will need to push ourselves. But I think before we go to help your brain or brain by, by, by technology, we should more explore how to better exploit our brain. Because if we assist the brain uh-huh. by instrument, uh, the brain does evolve <laughs> We need to evolve more. I see. I see what okay. you're saying. Yeah that, yeah, that
0: actually makes the brain work less hard. Yeah. You're saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's you know that is yeah. you know people say this you know we all carry phones around now, and anytime you need to remember something, you just look it up on your phone. So your brain actually doesn't work that's an hard as it used to be. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's interesting.
1: Although we can find advantage to this, but I think we have also to follow the wonderful capacity of brain that you can see in. Some disease actually you see the math could be great, memory could be great. So why, if you could help that, uh, having these properties without being uh, autistic or so, it's But there is still some secrecy we would like to to better understand in the brain before we, we stop this. Yeah, uh,
0: that's my problem. So you don't have another book in you, is what you are saying? You are not. I am trying to prepare a book now. Oh, you are? And all oh. this story, yes. Do you just uh, want to just shortly what it is? What's it about?
1: Uh, uh, it's called uh, m- multiversal thinking. I'm very intrigued by this story of multiverse. And actually, when I talk about disease and pure therapy, it, it's, 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 it's all time Our enemy is one. The world one is our enemy. We, ha- we have to think never one. So I, I contested the word universe, uni one, and I just Googled and I found multiverse. <laughs> People, said, yeah. people are using it <laughs> yeah yeah we think they're crazy but no, that's stupid yeah no no
0: I've heard it I've heard yeah. it before yeah. and
1: it makes sense and actually this is by discussing with my son the, the idea my son is uh, a young pianist 10 years and we discuss about the um, so he's a sort of eliminated guy a cosmic guy you know. I always speak about death life and uh, the universe and uh, is universe finite or infinite I said what do you think is finite or infinite how old is he he's 11 11, he's 10, asking 10, about
0: 10. if the universe is infinite or not. Yeah, so you know, very, many
1: kids, the many kids think things. this. Yeah. Not, me, I was the same from you. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. He told me, okay, infinite, I can't, I can't, it's difficult for me. Infinite is even more complex. <laughs> for me, to tell me that the world finished and after a right. month, I don't. That's exactly right. The two are difficult. So he told me, dad, don't worry, it's both. It, it, it accepted that the, the one the R is not good one these are the and. Yep. the world is finite and infinite. you say so this guy is crazy, <laughs> definitely keep playing piano, that's good. <laughs> and I googled <laughs> I googled, And I found a theory that just came out to you to you. When they say yes, the universe is both finite and infinite. It means that if you send a stone, it'll go forever. It will go forever, but come back it'll come back. to yeah. your neck. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Exactly. So he said, your son was right. He was yeah. right. Just because he's a child. For him, yeah, yeah. You right. see, there is no limit and no barrier. Let me ask you a few things
0: yeah. about, uh, sort of, about that. Um, one is we, we haven't talked about. You know, you, you just mentioned your son. You're married. You have kids. Yes. When I have did five that happen? Kids. Five kids. When did that happen?
1: A little by little. <laughs> not, <laughs> not all at once. What happened? <laughs> I have a kid from 30 to to 10. To okay.
0: So your oldest uh, is 30?
1: Oldest is 30, yeah. Oh. He managed by uh, an uh, informatic company. And mm-hmm. oldest is 50. He's 10. is he's, he's, uh, he's a pianist. He's a pianist, yeah. yeah.
0: So would, speaking about genetics, what do you think that you've passed down to, to them?
1: I think this is uh, uh, very interesting. I think certainly they. The culture of doubt. The control of doubt. The culture.
0: Oh, the culture of doubt. Doubt.
1: A and non-A. This is why my son and all my children are like this. You
0: know, the, the, the concept of constantly questioning, you mean?
1: Doubt. Don't take it. Don't take anything for granted what you hear. Just question. That story and tolerance is to accept that there are many truths. Many different. It's the same concept. Tolerance is based on, A, uh, on, on doubt. Uh, and I think they, they got that. Uh, They're all, the five are musician also.
0: They are? Yeah. So they got that from you? Yeah.
1: I teach, I train, I teach them all music. Even my son, at the last one, I teach him piano every day, one to two hours, does every day. Do you conduct him? He, he knows how to conduct. He does? Yes. Huh. He conducted when he was six. A big orchestra, he's doing well. It's amazing. So that's, I don't know if it's gene- probably part is genetics, the other part is uh, environmental. But is,
0: is your is your wife musical?
1: My wife is not,
0: hmm. so maybe they got it from you. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. But you, you mentioned earlier that you know because you were born in Tunisia that mm-hmm. you see you saw a lot of different cultures living you know side by side, and that sort of informed your brain as a way to look at problems. So that would I seem see, more nature I than I, or, I'm or nurture. Sure I
1: mean, I'm sure it's nurture, but you know there is sort of imprinting of. Uh, yeah. It's a difficult story. It's both. <laughs> it's an, not an or. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, just, we just did it, right? Yeah. I, I must have... My, my father was... Uh, he is still alive, so very smart, very, very smart, with no education. What did he do? He was a trader in uh, dates. Oh, fruit, yeah, okay. He in commerce. Commerce. Yeah. And a tool trader, a co- commercial uh, guy, but extremely smart, and also... You never know when you transmit something if it's by culture or by interest. Never. Uh, It's difficult. Yeah, did he he teach
0: you to be that way or did it come in your brain? Yes, yes.
1: Uh, certainly. uh, And also for the music, he was not educated in music, but his his song was perfectly well tuned. For example, he sings very. Well, uh, too. So he, we had—I don't know if it's uh, nev- we'll never know where we, we where our genes, where our uh, nurture. I mean, but so looking
0: at the difference between your father and, and you, mm. it seems like the, the difference is opportunity, right? You had opportunity. That he yes, I had the chance to be exposed yeah.
1: to the right environment at the right time. And
0: now your children too, which is And the children too, absolutely. As yeah. you mentioned, it's like a That's life. That's, that's life. Is, yeah. uh, that's the immigrant's yeah. life for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. The problem is to to be able to listen to your own internal voice and uh, believe it. My first voice told me A and non-A should not be or. <laughs> I think this has been <laughs> the first thing i it, you, The second working. thing I, w- I was trained was, is my first professor in uh, first teacher uh, in medicine. He was a French guy, very old French guy, very old-fashioned, speaking only French. Uh-huh. So, He told us, "Guys, remember this sentence." And to my big surprise, he writes a sentence in English. What was it? What could I what could I know about it if I don't measure it?
0: What could I know about it if I don't measure it? Meaning, you have to measure everything. Yeah, it's data collection. Yeah, that worked for you too. I was
1: uh, twenty-two and this has impressed me because, not because yeah, the sentence because you wrote it in English yeah it's stuck <laughs> in your brain
0: I read an article I think it was in Science yeah. and it was an anonymous source in an article it was a profile mm. on you mm. and they said that um, you know Daniel is not not a classic scientist
1: I don't first I don't want to, be, to, to belong to the community I'm a sort of uh, uh, anarchist so I, I don't like to publish I don't like to give talk, really. I like music. Yeah. And I like science, but f- for pleasure. Really. Yeah, And t- to make things happen. So uh, it happened that in, in, comp- in biotech, it's much easier because you have to convince one or two investors and you are done, right? And there are billions of investors. So <laughs> in a way, easier. And I like this freedom you can get. It's a paradox. Listen to these young guys. You have more freedom in a biotech company because you have to convince one or two guys. That's all. The one that will give the money. Yeah. And you do what you want. This is not the case in academia. Where you have, have to to make your propaganda, your blah, blah, blah. To, 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 to. You know, today, if I want to publish what I'm doing, it will be rejected. I tell you, I'm sure. To be rejected because we are not going where the, 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 the common sense, huh. the common today sense. Yeah. This is why I publish very little.
0: Plus, you don't like it.
1: I don't like. I'm I'm lazy. Yeah, <laughs> to well, be frank, not lazy. I, I don't think I you like can lazy. say you're lazy. that's very important. I'm lazy to write. I'm lazy to read. Really? And I think it has influenced me a lot in a good sense. You, you mean mm. read for pleasure read. or, or no, read no, no the, no. Like Le- the, literature, read, the I, literature? I like to read to read uh, novels, or not that much. But I, I, I like. I, I spend so much time to listen music that I have a little time to but scientists, scientific papers that I never read. Never. Since sorry, since the beginning. I just discussed with my, my, my colleagues and this guy, blah, blah, blah. It has, it, I think, the consequence, I'm not influenced by the current thinking. So therefore, like, you know, Darwinism tells you, to create yeah. a new species by isolation. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I want that.
0: You think you're that way?
1: I'm, I, I'm a mutant in a way, a new <laughs> species of scientist. This is why well, they say he's not classical.
0: Yeah, right. So you are you're, you're, you're slightly mutate away from the rest of the science. Yeah, idea, because right? I'm isolated. It, do, do you look for new music? Are you listening to new absolutely, composers? Absolutely,
1: I look for new composers. I'm not a fan of all, of all of them, so I was a big uh, uh, hater of Boulez that just died. Because sometimes it doesn't. Even the, the new, some new composer are, Mancini are great guys, very impressive to me. And I love to compose too when I can, when I have time. So I wrote many songs. Now I'm trying to, to work on, a, on a symphony, but this will be, this, this will take long. Yeah, of more, course. Much yeah, more.
0: Yeah. You're working on a symphony.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need much more expertise. That's very difficult. Well, frankly, I, you have to know orchestra very well, each instrument very well. Composition is not that big deal. The problem is to know.
0: Do you listen to contemporary music at all?
1: I do. I do, I do everything. Actually, jazz. Yeah. I even made, earned some money by playing jazz in piano bar, uh, weddings. Yeah. You do when that? Was, yeah, when I was student. Uh, 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 so I wrote songs that were even uh, uh, made by singers.
0: you wrote songs that other singers one of them very bad because I I
1: had no time but I did it because I enjoyed it and uh, do I know it? I don't know no 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 no. nobody knows I think we sold it maybe five thousand CDs that was very very bad I know why the song was great but for any reason the company changed the the harmony of the song Ah. it was a disaster but okay whatever so I'm very interested in in this new Sort of new creation, uh, and I believe it belongs to my energy to to think further in in science. But I don't dissociate science or medicine to from music or art. I love I love poetry, for example.
0: Well, okay, and this might be I the mean, last question, but because yeah. I've asked other people have added near this this sort of question. I mean, for me, it seems like both in art and in science, you know, the question is you need to be curious. You need to be curious about new things and pushing boundaries or whatever. Do you agree with that? I mean, you said Absolutely. you've had a very curious mind.
1: You have to. You have to be curious and, you know, the curious is the guy that says no. I say, no, this is not usual. I want to know more.
0: Yeah, so you would be curious and observant. Yeah. yeah.
1: I say, no, this, this is not logical. Let's, let's continue. this, 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 this. This is a very complex uh, uh, property. Uh, curiosity is sort of gift. I'm not sure everyone could be curious. Are your kids curious? Very curious. Yeah, it might be genetics. Never know because you know I go out with them. I say, oh, look at this, look at. We never know at the end. Of, yeah. Uh, it's a difficult story. But this is probably both, in my opinion, because you can do twin study. You know about twin study. True and false In general, anything you study, you have a, co- a contribution of genes. Yep. But not 100%. It's very, the problem is very rare when it's 100%. And people take the, the rarity as the, <laughs> the rule. <laughs> that's, you see, the point. You I know, when, when Mendel described the gene, yep. it was rejected by the community. Why?
0: No one ever. Ah, heard of it ever. Ever. that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. It was
1: The story was forgotten. Because the anthropologist guy say it's not possible your story because if it was you have one gene controlling this and one gene controlling this, anything should be white or black. You all will have only uh, tall people and it's small true. people. Yeah. And no, it's the distribution is like this sort of bell curve. So your story is that it's wrong. And they were wrong and right at the same time because monogenic is very rare. <laughs> But polygenic will explain the bell curve.
0: You're right. Yeah.
1: So it's important to remember that Mendel was absolutely right and absolutely wrong because he wanted to generalize that finding to anything, and the anthropologists were also wrong and right. And <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you, uh, thank you
0: for coming in. It's been fun.
1: Thank you so much.
0: There wasn't that a. Wasn't that fun? He was a a great guy to talk to. So thank you, Daniel, for coming into our studio. Um, Thanks to the Midwest Quiet, as always, for use of their music. If you are looking for more information on Daniel Cohen, go to our blog, Trade Secrets. You can find the blog off of the Nature Biotechnology homepage, or if you just put the words Trade Secrets and Nature into Google, it's the first result. I've um, gathered some information on Daniel, some background and his headshot, and and put it there. Other than that, I have nothing to report. So until the next podcast, goodbye.